Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Light of Life podcast. I'm your host, Naomi, and today I am here with Kimberly. Kimberly, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey everybody, my name is Kimberly Clark. I am a uh, published author, inspirational speaker, mother, veteran, and survivor of MST, military sexual trauma. Wow, Kimberly. So first of all, I would like to mention, so you're a veteran. Thank you so much for your service to our country. Uh, you have saved many lives. You're a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support. Um, so so we're talking about um, your experiences today. And so the first question I have for you um, is when did you realize you had PTSD? Oh, wow. So it started uh, when I was stationed in Guam. Um, I was in the Navy, first of all. I was stationed on the, uh, the USS Frank Cable, which is a submarine tender. And so I just got into the Navy when I when I was stationed there. And I, I loved the Navy. I loved my job. I loved everything about it. And, you know, I started making friends and stuff like that. And when I got there, um, you know, we would, we would party, we would, you know, drink on the weekends and stuff like that. You know, I wasn't really into, to, um, you know, any drugs or anything back then, but, you know, alcohol was just a thing to do in the Navy. It was just, you know, what we did on Liberty and, and what we did when we got off work to unwind. And so I got to this party with some friends of mine. Um, I had mostly guy friends back then. And, um, I was raped. I was raped by what was supposed to be a friend of mine. Um, I can distinctly remember. Uh, I remember flashes of what happened, but I I distinctly remember him saying, man, I shouldn't do this, but she's not going to let me do this any other way. And so I I distinctly remember saying that, him saying that. And so um, afterwards, I didn't tell nobody. You know, I didn't tell anybody for like a week or so. And when I finally told someone, um, they got extremely, extremely mad. The person I told, Rashad Vance, we're still, you know, best friends today. And he got extremely mad. He went and confronted the guy and it got back to my chain of command. And then, you know, my chain of command, they had to do something about it. And so there I was. I'm talking to NCIS every day for like a few months. Um, I'm talking to a psychiatrist. Um, you know, at that point I knew I had an issue. I knew there was something wrong. I knew something had shifted in my life. I knew something was different, but I did not know, you know, it was PTSD yet. I didn't know what PTSD was. I didn't know anything about that stuff. I just knew something was wrong in me. Something was different within me. And, um, yeah, I was, I was talking to NCIS, talking to the psychiatrist. And so I ended up uh, trying to commit suicide. I took like 127 pills. Um, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I felt alone. I felt I, I was just done because I didn't know who I was anymore. Right. And I, I didn't know, you know, I, di- I didn't want to live anymore. I didn't want to live. I felt so violated. I was a virgin when it happened and I wanted to give myself away biblically. And that choice was taken away from me. And so that's how I felt. So I tried to commit suicide, ended up going back to the state, getting medevac back to the States after that. 
And so um, when they started to med board, I didn't want to live. I felt so bad. You give me a medical discharge. That's when the PTSD work came up. And I'm like, what's that? You know, and I found out, you know, what post-traumatic stress disorder was. And literally every criteria I met it, you know, I, I'm having flashbacks constantly. I, I can't drink. Like, I'm, I'm having nightmares. I'm having a whole lot of anxiety, right? And I'm having I really be around people. I don't want people touching me, looking at me. But at the same time, like when I was drinking and stuff to cope with it, you know, I began to be promiscuous. <clears throat> and so that's when that work came up. And that's when I knew that, wow, I have this. And I felt even more isolated when I found out I had PTSD. I felt like I was crazy, right? Because like... Like in the black community, um, any type of mental health disorder back then, it's more accepted now. It's more, you know, people know about it now. But back then, like you were crazy if you had to go to, you know, to seek help, to see a psychiatrist or if you had any kind of mental health disorder. They saw it as crazy, you know. Um, I'm, oh, God, I'm so glad that, you know, that's different now because I'm like, I push therapy. I push it. Um because EMDR worked for me. EMDR, you know, changed my life. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's when I found out. <laughs> about it. I kind of, I went on a rant there. But what <laughs> okay. Um, so the next question I have is, um, how did you learn to grow and heal as a person? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, after um you know the diagnosis after getting the medical discharge you know i came home i came home to louisiana and i was quickly introduced to to drugs quickly introduced to crack cocaine you know i never would have thought while i was in the navy that you know i would be in an abandoned house with no electricity smoking you know crack cocaine from a camp you know, it was it was 2009. The fall of 2009, it was a storming and rainy day that I came home from the Navy, um, broken, you know, full of hurt. And I was looking for ways to cope with the sexual trauma I just endured in Guam. I went out partying with some family members, riding around, drinking, listening to music, you know, y'all be doing the country. And uh, we ended up at my cousin's boyfriend's house. And so my cousin, my cousin's boyfriend, and my aunt, they were in the kitchen smoking something off of a can. And all I can remember so vividly seeing the constant flickering of a lighter. And so I was already thinking that I wanted to stop being in the pain that I was in. So I had the audacity to ask, hey, what is that? And my aunt replied, baby, this is crack cocaine. And the way she introduced me to it was if I was being introduced to a person. And so that was the very first night that I used drugs. And the man, every time I chased that high, I never got that high again. Right. And that's how it is, you know, when you're using drugs. And so that that ended up being a 10 year span of addiction of alcoholism of abuse emotional abuse of uh physical abuse I had physical abuse in my marriage i mean 10 years of that right and within those 10 years it was in and out of rehabilitations in and out of psychiatric units um in and out of jail at one point 
you know, and uh, it, it took it took all of that. I'm going to say that it took all of that for me to find out who I was and also to find out who I wasn't and who I was not going to be because doing all of those drugs and stuff like that, like I was out of my element. You know, I wasn't, I was raised in the church. I was raised the right way. I wasn't raised to be, you know, my mother, she, I've never heard her say a cuss word in my life. That's how I was raised, you know? So that, that was, completely outside of my character outside of who I was and so in the year 2020 um that year alone I got hit in the back of the head twice in an attempt to take my life I was given bad drugs three times in an attempt to take my life I wrecked my truck driving while drinking um and I thank God that nobody was hurt um, my truck flipped seven times and I walked out of without a scratch. Like I said, thank God that nobody was around me, no, that nobody else got hurt. Cause I don't know if I could have lived with that. Um, yeah, all of that happened in the year 2020 alone, right? Imagine what else happened within those 10 years. And so at that point, you know, within March to December, all of those things happened, right? And for some reason, that there wasn't enough for me to stop. And I, I, I wanted to, the, the, the drugs had like a hold of me. Um, at some point when you're using drugs, especially for like years, a long period of time, like you lose the power of choice. And I lost the power of choice, the disease of addiction. And so the end of 2020, December, I came home for Christmas um, to, you know, to, to see my mom, my kids with my mom at that point to spend time with my kids. And for some, like I've noticed my kids, every time I would leave, they'll, be, they'll cry and be like, hey, mommy, when are you coming back? And I didn't know, so I didn't lie to them because I didn't know because I knew what I was out there doing. And for some reason, this time was different. And I looked at them the way that they looked at me leave. And it was like, I can't do this to him again. So I left. I called my sister. I'm like, hey, I need to, I got to stop this, man. I got to, I got to come up with a plan. So I came up with the plan first. Um, like, hey, I'm going to detox here. And then I'm going to go to rehab here. We're going to get this thing right. And that's exactly what I did. And in rehab, in that rehab specifically, was the first time I was introduced to EMDR therapy. And so I always say EMDR therapy changed my life. It literally rewired my brain. Um, I was a chronic relapser. You know, I've been relapsing off and on for 10 years. You know what I mean? I I had PTSD I never dealt with. Childhood trauma I never dealt with. All these trauma that happened in active addiction I never dealt with, right? All of these things were, were working against me. So I had to face them head on. And so I always say, like, there's three pillars that you have to work on in order to sustain, in order to have a great foundation if you want to move forward in life. You have to take care of your mental health. You have to take care of your physical health and you have to take care of your spiritual health. Like for me, my spiritual health, I I, I got, you know, I, I'm a Christian. I got in my word. I got in the word of God. I start, you know, praying, praying more. And, you know, even if you're not a Christian, like you can meditate, you can, you know, you can, you can meditate. You can actually like pray to whomever you choose, but definitely have a spiritual life. And so for me mentally, EMDR, EMDR helped me so 
well, right? And like I've, uh, you know, I've been on the medication and I've also tried holistic, uh, holistic, holistic ways, right? And honestly, both have worked for me. Both have worked for me. So EMDR therapy, um, on physical health, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I box. So, and actually Brazilian jiu-jitsu and boxing are great for PTSD. Like there, there's actually studies that, you know, that, that back that up, that they're great for PTSD, for anxiety, for even TBI, traumatic brain injury. Any, like most type of mental health issues, but Brazilian jiu-jitsu is really, really helpful to that. So taking care of those three things was the foundation of my recovery, the foundation of me moving forward, facing my traumas. You know, not just EMDR as well, like just um, just talking to somebody, you know, having somebody to hold you accountable, accountability partner, and taking responsibility for your own life, using your voice right and taking back control take your power back because those traumas those things that that keep you bound those things that keep you stuck you have to take your power back from from it and by doing that you have to face it and be like hey i went through this this happened i accepted that it happened but it's not gonna control me any longer and i'm gonna move forward that's how you take your power back and so that's how I healed. That's how I overcame those things. And I keep those things up. I keep my spiritual health up, my mental health up, and my physical health up. I do all those things because they work together. They work in combination. So those are things that I did. Those are things that I'm doing now because it's an ongoing thing mm-hmm. that um, yeah. to get my healing, to get my healing. Yeah, thank you for um, all that information. I, I agree with you. I, uh, learning to accept uh, the past uh, for what it is and um and, and learning to move forward and let go of it in life is such an important step to healing from from trauma uh, so thank you for thank you for that information um, so I do have one more question and I would just like to ask what advice would you give to veterans and just people in um, general who have PTSD from traumatic experiences? The advice that I would give is to to know that you can't do it on your own. Like this is not a fight that we can do by ourselves. And that doesn't mean like go out and tell a whole bunch of people your business. It doesn't mean that, you know, but we cannot do this alone. Uh, whether that be, like I said, having an accountability partner, I go seeking counseling, um, go seeking therapy. Um, I don't know if medications are things. It, it's worked for some people. Some people like holistic, holistic ways. Both have worked for me. So I'm, I'm a living witness for that. Definitely going and seeking help. Also, some things you can do on your own is you can journal. Um, find that thing that you love to do. And the only way to do that is go do some things that you haven't done before, right? I'd never done Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu before. I didn't even think my body could move that way, right? (laughs) But I tried it, I liked it, and it helped. And so finding those things that you like to do and doing more of it, I know it sounds a little cliche, but it really does work that way. And, and, And journaling, like knowing writing down all of those feelings because when we write it down we release it we get it out of us yeah write it down and even write letters to side traumas i wrote letters to my trauma and burn it 
like that is so releasing and so fulfilling to get those things out but there is a lot of a lot of help out there um waiting waiting for you there's a lot of people that i'm one of those people i'm willing and ready to help at any given point for anybody who needs it um but yeah start there start journaling start journaling and start getting this stuff out even if you just like record like you can record yourself you know what i mean recording yourself getting that stuff out do that do that get it out of you (laughs) you're you're absolutely right um uh, that that's what I do a lot of the time. What really helps me is like writing letter. I I wrote a letter to my past self, and I wrote um, and I wrote about like uh, about my experiences. So I was born with a heart condition, and I've had like a lot of, spent a lot of my life in the hospital, and so um so so I also am, have have dealt with some PTSD uh, symptoms as well. Um so, um so 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 everything you just said um. I, I think is w- would be very helpful for everyone who deals with trauma. Uh, uh, yeah, just like you said, uh, uh, being able to to write to write how you're feeling is is really uh, helpful, and and um, being able to um, to um, and 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 do a lot of um, like uh, accept trying to accept. Uh, the, the past has has really helped me that like that like like that's really what he healed me from my my experiences um and um accepting uh who, where where you are today and yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely is there anything else you would like to add <laughs> um i think that you know that pretty much pretty much covers it um you know my main goal like in life now is to help people heal and to see them be the best versions of themselves and I didn't know how much how much healing was so important it is so important to our life it's so important to becoming the best versions of ourselves and even to figure out who we really are find our purpose because that's what everybody wants to find their purpose and find you know what what they're meant for and that's what that's the way to do it you have to face those things that's already happened because if you don't you can't move forward in your life and moving forward is finding your purpose it's living in your purpose it's walking in your purpose so yeah those man there, there are so many people out there that, you know, they, they don't know who they are. They don't know what their purpose is because they haven't faced some of those things that happened to them. It's too scary. And I get that. It was too scary for me too, you know, but when, when enough is enough, you know, you can even pray your way out of something, right? When enough is enough, you can look at this, even if you do a little by little, little by little like right because for me sometimes like i write better than you know i can i can tell my feelings right i write it down so i can articulate it so much better you know and that's that's why i literally wrote that's why i wrote my book stuck between pleasure and pleasing god because i got so much out in that book that i couldn't get out you know just having conversations with people and so definitely there, there is hope there is hope yeah and you you can't make it out of this you can make it out of this and there is so much better out here there's a big world waiting on you to visit it there's so much life in you that's just waiting to come out 
-hmm. And I, I just want to see that light in people's. I want to see that glow. I want to see them prosper. Yeah, that's a that's a really inspiring message. Uh, thank you for that. And um, yeah, I tot I definitely agree. Um, um, the, the the reason why I was inspired to do this podcast is because I wanted to bring awareness to so many different issues and so many different things. And so um and so, and so I and so I I, I thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and. Uh, and uh, I think this is going to bring a lot of awareness to, to mental health uh, in, in, in general. And I think it's going to help. I think it's going to help people. So thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. If anybody wants to get in touch with me, um, my email is uh, Kimberly Book. Wait, Kimberly Book 7 or 7 Books? Yeah, Kimberly, <laughs> the number 7 books at gmail.com or you can go to my website www.kimberlyclarkwrites.com um also like i have a, a a business phone as well it's just 318-540-6852 like i said i'm i do i'm a certified recovery um certified peer support specialist so i do like group coaching one-on-one -on -one coaching things like that so if you guys need any help i'm i'm totally willing to help you in any way that I can. Thank you so much, Kimberly. It was such a pleasure to meet you and talk to you. Thank you Thank so you. much for sharing your story. Thank you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>